engineered, driven, created. You are listening to the B Velocity podcast, and we've made it to episode two. I'm Deborah, and I'm Sophie, your hosts for tonight. And we will be speaking to our guest Tegan Ramsey, who has recently set up High Speed Management, a driver management and mentoring agency within the motorsport industry. Hello, hi, Tegan. So, how have you been? I've been very well. How have you guys been? Yeah, we're okay. We're all missing motorsport, aren't we? Yeah, a lot. I think we're all missing being at a track, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough going. Yeah, we'll get I, there. I'm hoping some point we'll get back on track. Um, <laughs> on track, um, <laughs> and just uh, you know, see what happens. Really. <laughs> So I'm going to, oh, sorry, Tegan. Sorry, Tegan. Yes, the sooner the better. I totally agree with you there. Um, On that, I wanted to sort of start this off with your new project, High Speed Management, and then move on to being on track, um, like we were talking (laughs) about. So, you know, tell us more about it. Okay. Um, so my dad runs a team in the Fun Cup Championship and I've always really enjoyed like the driver recruitment side and kind of managing the drivers on a day-to-day basis when they're at the track. May that be making sure they're at scrutineering, making sure they're in their briefings, making sure they've eaten after they've been out or drank after they've been out. Um, and I've just always really enjoyed that. I think it's a really fun thing to do. And during the first lockdown, obviously we all had lots of time on our hands. Um, so I thought, oh, why not set it up as an Instagram page and maybe specialise in females, not saying no to males at all. They're more than welcome to come on board as well, but kind of specialising in female talent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I set that up God, eight, nine months ago now. Um, so I'm working with one girl at the moment um, who's a young, she's 17 years old. She's from London and um, she's not got anyone in the motorsport industry so she hasn't had the family connections like I have um so at the moment we're just kind of like building up her profile getting her to network with some people which is really exciting proven really good um and yeah hopefully we'll get her out this year if we can get her some sponsors involved but no it's going really good actually thank you I was gonna say this young lovely young lady has interacted with us a lot and obviously we've helped her a little bit we've mentioned you guys um I won't say a name but I think it'd be quite nice to get her on what what do you think I think so too and I think she would love to do that as well I think she'd be really up for kind of 
telling us her story as well because her story is so interesting like she's not just like any old person trying to get into motorsport she's got a really unique story um, and I think the fact she works so hard as well to get herself on track as well I think yeah I think it'd be really cool to get her on for sure oh that's nice um making a note yeah we'll definitely sort that out yeah we'll sort that out Deb <laughs> right note to self um I wanted to sort of just because from my point of view I'm curious um about is it sort of focusing on fun cup or is it like the touring cars or or is it through like obviously your dad's connections that you're helping those new drivers out because I can imagine any other sport it would be really hard to sort of like build that up no um, for sure um I mean the girl I'm working with she made it quite clear she doesn't want to really do fun cup and things like that um I think she more wants to go down obviously everyone's goal every every driver's goal is to get to f1 um so obviously that's obviously her goal. So I think we're going to start her out in karting, see how we get on with that. And she's tested and she's been told that she's got really good potential. She's really quick and she's really good at listening to the advice that she's been given as well. Um, so maybe if we can try and get her into maybe Formula 4, Formula 3 and kind of build her up that way, I think that would be really good for her. What sort of um, top, what would be like your three top tips for somebody because I'm not from a motorsport background I basically realized that I loved it um and was like right I'm gonna make a go of this um mm -hmm. and just like network like crazy but obviously I'm not coming from the driver side of things so it's totally different so mm -hmm. like what would your top I mean I wouldn't even know where to start if I've you know so, some of my family members are like, oh you love driving why don't you just be a race car driver Sophie I'm like <laughs> it doesn't really work like that mom okay <laughs> so what would your top three tips be for someone who wants to just take that real brave step? I think definitely networking is a really good like point to make. Networking is so important, no matter what job role you do in the industry. Um, everyone knows everyone, you find out. So obviously networking is really good. Um, I think never give up as well. I think it's always hard. You're always going to get knockbacks. Um, but I think keep going with what you're doing. And yeah, just never give up on your dream. Like If, if your dream is to get to F1, as much as that's a massive goal and a massive dream, I mean, things happen. Lewis Hamilton's goal and dream was to get to F1 and look at him now. So I think, yeah, definitely never give up and never stop dreaming. Dreams wow. always that's come true in the end. They do. <laughs> they do. Um, oh, that's lovely. And also you have been appearing on Speedworth TV. So yes. tell us about what that is and your involvement in that. Okay, so I have a really good friend um, who does a lot of presenting. Um, he used to be the presenter for Fun Cup and he used to do a bit of presenting in Brick Car. Um, he does lots of sporting things all over the world. Um, and he got involved with Speedworth, I think about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, and then at the end of 2019, he said, look, we want to get some more females involved in like the overall racing and like the presenting side of it. Um, would this be something you want to do? Um, and we'd always played around with like the cameras at Fun Cup and me getting doing some presenting with him. We get on, we just get on really well. Um, so I went to the I went to a show at Peterborough with him last February, which was really fun. And that was kind of the first event I'd done, and unfortunately the only event we'd done last year. We were meant to do a few others, obviously with COVID, it got cancelled. Um, but yeah, hopefully if we're allowed to go racing this year, I'll be able to go to the tracks and do a bit more presenting with him. 
Um, but we've done a few things, obviously, over Zoom and with other girls that are into oval racing. We've done a few things with the grid girls in oval racing. But no, it's really, I've never been involved in oval racing and Speedworth is definitely teaching me a whole new side of motorsport that I've never seen. So no, it's actually really interesting. I'm really enjoying it. I spend a lot of time at Norfolk Arena, which is a, like a, an oval track, but that's for drifting. So it's totally okay. different. <laughs> all of this it's all so new so whenever someone's like oh I do this and I do that I'm like you're gonna have to like break this down for me like this is such a completely new thing it's not like endurance racing it's not like sprint sprint racing it's so new and so different so no I'm learning a lot but it is really good there's so much to motorsport isn't there that it's like overwhelming like once you think you've got something nailed down it's like oh did you actually know about this and it's just yeah it's it's a crazy crazy world that we all love I agree (laughs) (laughs) um so Oxford Brooks University um I hear from Deborah that that's where you went and obviously it's quite known for its motorsport qualification so what did you study there and how did you get in and sort of why did you go for it Okay, so I studied events management. So I think a lot of people go to Brooks to do motorsport engineering because that is one of their top qualifications and top degrees. Um, Events at Brooks was a really new degree when I started. Um, And I'd looked at a few other places. I'd looked at Chester, looked at London. Um, But to me and to the people around me, I knew that Oxford was a really good location for motorsport. Everyone had told me, look, if you go to Union Oxford or you're so central to track, not only tracks, but teams. And that's where a lot of people are based. I mean, Banbury's not far from there. We're pro driver based. You've got Silverstone, Williams, Renault. There's lots of teams around that area. So I thought, oh, that would give me a really good opportunity um, to maybe get some work experience when I was at uni or maybe work at, hopefully work with one of the teams or at the track. I thought it'd be a really good chance. Um, So I went there, studied events. Uh, For the first year, I was also on the Oxford Brooks racing team. Um, which was really fun and then I was really lucky in my first year to get work experience at Williams F1 Um, obviously that helped so much because I was at Oxford Brooks Um, and I think because I had a degree and I was learning for a degree that's maybe why they gave me gave me the opportunity to do so I'd applied to do work experience there throughout college and I kind of got rejected which was quite hard I was like come on I'm so keen to come work for you guys let me have a chance um but the second I was through the door at uni they were like no we're happy come we'll have you for sure and um, so I'd done that and then which was such a cool opportunity um and then in my second year I applied for a job at Silverstone um kind of out of the blue didn't think I'd get it turned up on crutches because I'd fallen down the stairs two days before and sprained my ankle but somehow got the job oh don't know we can get <laughs> don't know and they were like were you drinking were you intoxicated when you done that I was like no of course I wasn't of course not and I was actually at a ball so of course I had a little bit of alcohol but that was fine didn't tell them that um but no I worked there for three and a half four months which was really really fun <clears throat> with the corporate events team um, got to see a completely different side again to racing that I hadn't seen before I mean I'd worked at Goodwood growing up and to me that was my home track but then to work at Silverstone which is obviously now the home of, British, of the British Grand Prix and I work, I walk in there or I drove in there and I just thought oh my gosh like this place is just so big it's just massive and compared to Goodwood Goodwood's so small compared to Silverstone um, and I mean we used to get lost around the wing 
like we'd be told go find this room at the wing and it would take us like 40 minutes to find this room because it's just so big um but no I mean going to Brooks was a really it helped me a lot get some good work experience and obviously get a cool job when I was at uni um I don't know if I'd go there again if I had to do uni again I mean I enjoyed it but li actually living there I thought it was a little bit boring just as a city like I was I like more to do I mean I love living by the beach as well and to me Oxford is like so far from any kind of water and any kind of beach um but obviously it helped so much with the teams and the track so I can't say I regret it at all I mean I'm pretty jealous just listening to you talk about <laughs> your university what versus my university experience which actually was on a beach by the way <laughs> and um it was it was equally dead so don't worry you didn't miss out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and am I right in thinking you graduated last year yes so I graduated during the global pandemic I still haven't had my graduation I mean who goes to uni and doesn't expect to throw the hat in the air I mean that's the whole point of going to uni isn't it to wear the cloak throw the hat in the air and we still haven't even had that opportunity um but no I graduated with a 2-1 which I was really proud of myself for um because thank you <laughs> um I mean when I was first year through uni I kind of struggled quite a lot I'd done a BTEC at college I didn't I can't do exams. I really struggle with exams. Um, so I've done a BTEC at college. I found that really easy. First year of uni, I really, really struggled, especially keeping on top of all the reading um, and things like that. And in the second year, after looking at my feedback from first year, second year, I thought I should probably get a test for dyslexia. Um, and it came back and they were like, oh my gosh, you're really, really dyslexic. You're like severely dyslexic. So for me to come out with a 2-1 with having that diagnosed halfway through uni, I was really really proud yeah <laughs> that, is that is amazing, amazing. yeah it's amazing achievement you should be really proud of that Thank um you. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty much university of life um but you know what fair play fair play to you <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> oh well Deb I think it's uh I think about let you ask the question now I've been a bit greedy <laughs> No, no, you've been honking her. <laughs> <laughs> so we had uh, Charlotte um, on the guest last last week, and one of the questions we asked her was, "Have you, as a, as a female, have you experienced any negativity in the motorsport industry?" I wouldn't say negativity because I'm a female. I think it's more, I mean, I done my degree, I done my dissertation on this, females yeah. in motorsport and specialising in events and hospitality roles. Um, and I think I'd have to agree with a lot of what the people, so I done interviews as my research method. Yeah. And a lot of the people in the research method said, no, we haven't really faced much like discrimination because of we're female. Maybe when they said, maybe when they were starting out because of their age. And I think yeah. I would actually have to agree with that quite a lot. I mean, especially at the moment, I know it's really tricky times and everyone, like so many people have been unemployed or made unemployed and you've got all us grads now trying to look for work as well. Mm. But trying to find a full-time job is just so difficult. And I think because of our age, because we haven't had that two or three years experience, it just makes it extra difficult. Mm. I think maybe when I was doing a bit of grid girling, I mean, I wouldn't, really say it was negativity but you'd get maybe like the odd weird comment here and there but you kind of just like 
just think oh it's nothing it's fine like just nudge yeah. it off it's cool yeah um but I wouldn't say I've faced any negativity no I think I've been quite lucky yeah um I think from what Charlotte said and I'm sure Sophie will agree with me they're not bothered about gender no at all. um it's a case of you work hard you mm-hmm. get the results and and it's yeah. as simple as that it shouldn't be gender specific um no I completely agree and I agree and I like the fact um and I made a point of this last time there's more women in motorsport than people realize um but it's Mm. not just motorsport now at all it's automotive um there's a lot of girls in the industry um you've seen how the pages blossom now there's a lot of car girls um you know different areas and aspects have just got involved and that's really important that no one gets excluded and that everyone gets involved um I've shown some of the messages I've got from young girls saying thank you so much for sharing my post that means so Mm -hmm. much to me or thank you for featuring me and you know and to me that's the most important thing appreciating people Mm. exposing them and again it's a no of networking yeah no completely I still think we could do with a few maybe more female races I do think we need more females in the in motorsport yeah. um, I think obviously like in touring cars if we could get a female in f1 that would be great um but no I, I think we're on the right path and I think there's definitely more people than I've I'm lucky I've grown up in the sport so I've been I guess able to see it evolve over like the last 10 years or so and I think definitely even compared to 10 years ago there are so many more women that are working in pit crews or doing presenting than there was even then so I definitely think we're on the right path I think but we just need that little bit more time I think I think for girls I think we need to stop being competitive with each other just a little Mm -hmm. bit um, and work together a bit more because it's like we've done all this hard work to get this foundation of acceptance and now it's like we're competing with one another and it's like no 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 if you're gonna compete you do that on the track but that's it no I completely agree support each other yeah exactly (laughs) exactly I'm all about supporting each other so question for you who's your biggest inspiration This probably gonna sound really cliche, but I'm I'm probably gonna say my mum and dad. Um, I mean, Aww. my dad's always had his own business. Like, he's he runs a car garage. He's run his race team, and then during the first lockdown, he thought, "Oh, why not buy another one? Let's have another business venture." Um, and he's always he's so ambitious, and I think yeah. my mum always supports him for that. And I don't know, I definitely say they're definitely my biggest role models and inspirations for sure. They work, they both work so hard. Um, they never give up on their dreams. I mean, my dad's in his 50s. I won't say his exact age, but he's in his 50s and he still wants to race at Le Mans. His goal is still to race at Le Mans. And I think that's so important. And he's always shown us to always kind of, I don't know, just follow your dreams, I guess. He's always known I've wanted to work in motorsport. So he's always so passionate about it. He's like, go for it. Every opportunity that I've got, he's been extremely jealous of um but no I definitely say my parents for sure 
Um, would you say that's definitely reflected in your childhood as well as growing up that they've encouraged you and they've pushed you to do what you want to do? Yeah, I think so for sure. I think they've always encouraged me for what I want to do. Um, when I said I wanted to go to uni, they were so supportive. When I've all of the job roles I've got, they were so supportive. I mean, I had work experience at Goodwood when I was in year 10, so I couldn't drive. Um, and anyone who's been to Goodwood knows getting to Goodwood is an absolute nightmare. And my mum used to drop me every morning, pick me up every evening. Um, and then I got the chance to work at Revival. So they dropped me off at half six every morning. They picked <laughs> me up. Um, like they're always, always keen for any opportunities we've got. And I think it also helped the fact that my dad, when he was racing for his, when he was racing in his team, he didn't, when we didn't have other drivers, um, they'd always take us with them. They'd never leave us out. So we never felt excluded from it. It always felt like such a family thing. Like, I think when I was, I got to go to Spa when I was maybe 10, 11 to the 25 hour race. And I look back at that now, but I'm so <laughs> jealous that my 10 year old self got to do that. And my 22 year old self hasn't done that for like 10 years. I'm like, dad, let's go to Spa. Um, do you remember it? Do you, like, what do you remember from that? Like, you must've been so young you probably don't yeah, remember yeah. but do you know what I, we went a couple times so it kind of I think we went two or three times so it kind of all blends into one I can't really remember like specific things mm-hmm. um but I remember there was a car so obviously the 25 hours for spa there's the first we went there was probably 190 cars it was massive um and they open up all the roads and then scrutineering was I think it's down in Stavlo I think the name of the village is which is local to Spa and they open up all the main roads and all of the race cards for that weekend drive down this main road to scrutineering in this village and honestly wow. driving with race cars on the road is just insane um and then I think probably one of my funniest memories they had a car that they kept hidden until the test day on the Friday and then the car came out and it was wrapped and it had people's bums all over it when you looked close <laughs> to it and honestly it was the funniest thing like <laughs> I remember it and we were like you had from a far away from a distance it just looked like a pink car and then when you got really close to it you were like wait what does that look like and it was actually people's bums on this car that they had wrapped and it was so cool um but no, I mean, it was such a cool experience. It's definitely did the one car, of Did the car win or did the car compete? The car did compete. I don't think it won. I mean, what a bummer. What a bummer. Very good. He's black. No, I mean, and, I mean, the teams in Belgium, like their sponsorship, I, I don't know what it's like now because we haven't done it in so long. Um, but when we were younger, they had teams that were sponsored by McDonald's, by M&M's. And I remember there was a giant M&M man and he used to walk around the paddock before the race giving out free M&M's. And it was so cool. And yeah, I think that was my first insight into like, wow, this is what I want to be doing when I'm older. I was going to sure. say, I think this might link into my next question. So I was going to say, why motorsport? But it sounds like it's very much in the family. So it was not, you know, Deborah, it was just because of the bum car and the m <laughs> No, I've been really lucky. So my dad started, my dad's carted ever since I was a baby. Um, so I think I, my mum and dad always tell me I was at my first racetrack when I was six weeks old. Um, so it sounds quite young as a baby. <laughs> um, and then I used to go and watch my dad every weekend when he was carting. Um, and then he won a cart championship when I think when I was about six or seven. 
and then when he finished that then he decided to do the fun cup and then it's kind of just gone on from there and I've just really enjoyed it I mean he used to take us to Le Mans when we were younger um which obviously that's a amazing race to go and watch I mean I'd love to be a part of it one day but just watching it's incredible as well um and then yeah all through school we used to go we naughtily got taken out of school to go racing um and then when I was in I think I was either year 10 or year 11 can't quite remember um I got the opportunity to do an exchange trip with a school in America and it just so happened the state we done it with was Indiana so we got to go to the Indy 500 um racetrack and we got a tour of the racetrack which was really cool as well so I think I've always kind of been around it and it's always just been a passion and it's just got more and more as I've got older yeah that's lovely you you sound like you've had so many amazing experiences um yeah I think I've been lucky (laughs) you have like yeah honestly it sounds amazing um but I want to go back to your work as a grid gal and a promotional model and sort of just outline the differences for us and sort of how did you get into those roles um because I don't know anything about it at all. I mean, I've obviously <laughs> seen them. I've met them. I've, you know, but I've, I don't understand it. I don't, do you have to be a regular model and join an agency and then say, oh, I want to specialise in motorsport? Or do you go into normal agency or like a motorsport agency? Okay. Um, so I, I, I can't really remember. No, I do remember. So I got into it um, by... I actually got a random message one day on Facebook and I was at work at Goodwood and I got this random message and it said my boyfriend's like a racing driver he's looking for a grid girl for this year in the British touring cars would you be interested and I honestly thought it was a hoax I thought someone was joking around with me um I the year probably before that I'd shown an interest that I wanted to maybe get into doing some grid girling just because it's a different side of motorsport that I hadn't done before um and yeah I honestly thought it was a hoax I was messaging this girl and I was like this is such a hoax like this is definitely not happening I'm not pretty enough I'm not skinny enough I'm not I'm nowhere near good enough to be a grid girl and then she gave me all the details and I turned up to Brands Hatch for the first round of the British touring cars and I got thrown right in the deep end it was like here you go here's your catsuit here's your dress go out on the grid and (laughs) this is what you do um but honestly I think until she turned up I was completely like this is not happening um but no I'd done that I'd done it in the British touring cars for two years which was so much fun um absolutely loved it and then I'd done it in what else other championships I could got it Formula 3 FIA Formula 3 which was really interesting that was at Silverstone um I've done Blancpain a couple of times I've done it for Fun Cup which is very strange grid girling for the championship that you've kind of grown up in um but no that was really fun and I think because I've done because I had done that I was able to kind of build like a portfolio of like brand awareness and things like that um and then I kind of started going on to doing more promotion modeling and like brand work and things like that so I'd worked with car brands like Alfa Romeo, Peugeot, Michelin um all at different events sometimes it was at Festival of Speed or it could have been I think I'd done one at Westfields the shopping centre is that right in London um for Alpha which was really cool um but no I mean for me the difference is obviously if you're a grid girl you specifically stand on a grid and your work is mainly at a racetrack I mean I think if you're a promotion model you can also work at a racetrack but it's mainly 
not at racetracks it can be kind of anywhere yeah so like motor shows you know that sort yeah, of thing for sure for sure I mean autosport always have they say grid girls but to me at autosport at autosport they're more promotion models than they are grid girls um but no I mean I love it it's such a fun job I mean the pandemic has made me miss it even more so Oh, autosport, yeah, good old autosport. I've probably seen you, to be fair, when I've been walking around. <laughs> Who haven't? No, it's <laughs> a good event. It's like the highlight of the year. The fact it hasn't happened this year, it's like, oh, January was a bit dry, wasn't it? Like, yeah, it was. That's normally the highlight of January. It's one of my favourite events for networking, if if I'm honest. I agree. Not, not just working it, Um but networking wise, you can meet no, so not. many people. Um, and I like the arenas and how they're set out. And then you've got the live show. I've missed that this year because I normally go. <laughs> but Just hope, a fun event all around. Yeah. Obviously, they're planning on doing something virtual in March, I think. Okay. We'll see what happens. See what happens yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, should we go on to the next bit now? Right, let's go. Right, so obviously we've, we do research when we interview our guests and obviously we look at different social media accounts. So I'm going to pick <laughs> on Twitter. Okay. Um, <laughs> you made a lovely comment about memory on there. And I'm okay. just going to read the comment that you said. Okay. And then we'll go into it a little bit more. Loved every minute of it. Eurotech racing with the one and only Jack Goff. Now, I know from that, <laughs> Jack Goff is a lovely lad. And I'm sure you agree. And I'm sure you made so many memories during the British Touring mm-hmm. Championship. Please, yeah. please, <clears throat> and tell us more. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it was probably the one of the funnest jobs I've ever had. I absolutely loved it. Um, the first year I'd done it, obviously, we were Eurotech just on its own. Um, so we looked a bit like Spider-Man, I think everyone used to say, with all like our outfits and stuff. And then the second year I'd done it, Wix came on board as a title sponsor. So we went from being Spider-Man to being Bumblebees, um, which was, I mean, stood out in the paddock. So it was really good. Um, and no, I just loved it. I mean, all the girls that I, I used to do it with were so lovely. The team were just amazing. Um, and Jack's family is so nice. And no, I absolutely, I just loved being a part of it. It was such an amazing thing to be a part of. I mean, I got asked to do it when I was in college. So I was 18 years old. I've been asked to go, especially loving motorsport as much as I do being asked to go and do that which is kind of like the top of British motorsport I was just like my whole family we were just like wow like this is so amazing um and now it's just so much fun I mean when I started uni obviously I was doing it on my first it was quite funny I moved into uni on the Saturday and I had it was BTCC Silverstone on the Sunday so Saturday night all of my housemates were getting ready to go out and they were like what are you doing I was like I'm going to bed they were like well why are you going to bed I'm like, you're boring like it's first night of uni come on first year first night I'm in bed by 10 o'clock they were like why are you in bed by 10 o'clock I was like I'm at a racetrack tomorrow I'm going to be on telly tomorrow like 
this is a big deal. <laughs> I was like, you've just moved in with the girl that loves racing. So be prepared. Um, but no, I mean, it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. And I absolutely loved it. I love that. You do you, I'll do me, right? You just wore a face house. <laughs> I'm doing something cooler. You, Yeah, exactly. You guys go get, go out, you go get drunk till three in the morning, but I'm going to get up at seven, do my makeup, do my hair, and then go be on ITV4 hopefully in the afternoon. So uh, <laughs> watch out. <laughs> Good on you, girl. <laughs> love it. So you've briefly mentioned it because it involves your dad. So you've done a few bits with the Fun Cup Championship. Um, I've yeah. seen you've been a, a grid girl with another girl called Sophie Wright. And I know she's had some involvement yeah. with British touring cars as well. Um, but you've been involved with Apollo Motorsport in this particular championship. Yeah. So just, just go into the championship for me and the sorts of roles that you've, you've done. Okay. Um, so Fun Cup is it's a European championship. Um, but I think each country kind of has its own championship. So obviously we're a part of the UK championship. Belgium have a championship, France have a championship. Um, and then the Spa 25 Hours race that I was talking about earlier, that's kind of, that was like the annual race for everybody. Um, that's why there were so many cars and so many teams involved. Um, but we primarily do the UK rounds. Um, and then over the last couple of years, we've done a round in Zambort. Um, the championship went to Porto Mayo, um, which is really fun. It's, I mean, it's su- I personally think it's super fun to have a race abroad. I mean, hope we do it every year. I'd love to do more of them. I think they're really fun. Um, but no, so Apollo is my dad's team um, that he set up probably 13, 14 years ago. So he co-owns the team with some with one of his friends. Um, so they used to race. And now as they've got a bit older, I don't mean to say that any offensively, but that's how he says it, as they've got older, um, they want to do more of like the running of the team. Um, so we've had some real youngsters involved with our team. Um, I think at one point we had the youngest team on the grid by quite a long way. <laughs> no offence to the other drivers. Um, but no, I mean, it's just really fun. I mean, the team, I love our team. I mean, it's off, it's a family team completely. Um, so I kind of get a let loose, I think, to maybe do some things that maybe other people wouldn't let me do. Um, so my dad lets me do the social media. He lets me do all like the hospitality, so all the catering for the team. Um, so I, I turn up every Thursday night for unloading with loads of cupcakes or fresh Victoria sponge. I make sure I'm top, like top chef at that point. Um, and then I done auto sports show for the actual championship a couple of years ago as like a promotion model. Um, and then I done a, I was a grid girl, uh, one of the rounds at Anglesey, which for me. I loved it. It was really, really fun, but it was very strange being a grid girl in a championship that you've known half of the people for for the majority of your life. Um, like, I, I think I don't mind it so much in touring cars because I don't really know the people. Like, I didn't know everybody there. Um, but prancing up and down in like cat suits with all these people that you've known since you were eight or nine years old was quite <laughs> funny. Um, but no, I mean, I absolutely love it. I think it's such a fun championship. I mean, it says it in the name, but it is a fun championship. Everyone's really welcoming. All the drive, the driving's really close. I mean, you get such a variety of drivers. You get professionals, you get complete novices, um, and it just balances all out. I mean, everyone says like endurance racing, you kind of win it in the last forty minutes or the last stint. But I think at Fun Cup over the last couple of years, like it's about the whole race. You can't just sprint race the last forty minutes. The whole kind of race is a sprint race. Um, 
but no we've had some podiums we've done really well we've won we won a race we've had some seconds and thirds some team of the days we've got really close to the championship a couple years ago I think we came fifth um which for an independent team I mean my dad and his the guy that he co-owns the car with they used to prep it after work after they finished work on like a Tuesday and Wednesday night so to be able to produce a car to that standard working late after work I think it's pretty impressive um but no it's just really good I really enjoy it what now, do you think I was gonna say Sorry. just help Sophie a little bit what cars are they I was going to say, I want to know what your <laughs> most think is fun about it. And seeing as I've done a quick little Insta search, um, is it the cars? Because for me, it, for me, it's the cars. <laughs> I mean, I guess they do look like Beatles and they look like Herbie. I mean, when I was at school, I think especially when I was at primary school, I always used to say, yeah, my daddy races Herbie. And all of my <laughs> like primary school friends were like, Oh, your dad races Herbie like that's so cool I was like yeah he races Herbie um and I actually remember we, when we went to Spa one year one of the Belgian teams had designed their car so it looked like Herbie and I was just complete not at all I was like wow that is so cool um but no I just think the like the best part of it is just going to it like it's just such a fun championship to be a part of during last year that we didn't get involved in last year I know they raced um but just as it did we had other things it's not, probably not the same because you can't have the crowds and things like that but it's just such a fun championship to be a part of just the whole social side of it the whole just everything the racing side I mean I get very into it I mean I like to be the one with the radio as much as they never let me use it when I do get to wear it I feel very official um but no I mean I'm always there with my stop board that's my thing so when we do pit stops I have this massive stop board and the driver has to come to me so I'm putting my life at risk every time the drivers come in to change change or refuel I'm standing there like ah please don't go into me but <clears throat> no it's really fun I think I've been I'm very lucky I know I know I'm very lucky to have been a part of it for such a long time oh, I, well, maybe I'll have to come I'll have to come and visit it won't I to be honest so <laughs> you have to come and watch for sure have to come watch um I I've had a bit of involvement in the fun cup myself so I've done some driver changes and I'm sure T can, can agree how people get out them cars and in so quickly is is ridiculous it's quite overwhelming for your first time but it's known for drivers to literally be pulled out and then thrown (laughs) in and then it's top buckle bottom buckle and then you're doing that and it's out and then hopefully the fuel's gone in and then you're like it is yeah and then when you do driver changes on another side you've got another car coming towards you and you're like oh my god that's going to hit the driver and then you're like ah but it's just so much fun um it is so i, I mean always... when, deborah you must know if there's yeah. ever a safety car during yeah. a pit window it's just carnage you have 30 cars drive like just dive into a pit lane all at once and it's absolute carnage but the adrenaline rush you get from that is just like oh my god this is so exciting come on we can do it we can do it the quickest and you can make up so many places by doing that you could you could go in eighth and come out second like it's so important to get those right but they're just so much it's just so much fun (laughs) just it's just organized chaos and I always like the smaller championships so forget all these big ones, they're a bit boring. With the smaller championships, <laughs> everyone knows each other and it's just such a nice family 
orientated atmosphere and everyone just gets involved and it's it's just fabulous i love it i absolutely love it well i think it's a good thing it's i completely agree you both said the word fun about 500 times <laughs> and um so, so on the topic of fun um i don't know if you've listened to our first podcast but we're doing a playlist um compiled of all the songs that we're asking people so what we're asking is if you had any song to listen to on a drive what would it be okay so this is a new one i think only came out about two weeks ago but it's by nathan evans and it's called Wellerman, and it's the sea shanty remix and honestly guys it's so good you just want to be an become an irish dancer it's so good we play it like every evening when we're washing up at home and like we're all linking arms like skipping around the kitchen like it's just a really it's it's I don't even know if it's a great good song it's a great song it's just really funny but yeah that's my one <laughs> of all the songs in the world and you you want to pick that one <laughs> I haven't just because it's it. new yeah I haven't listened to it then we're gonna have to catch up on that one so if you haven't um, really gonna add it I've never heard of it, but it sounds like a banger. So I'm going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> you and wait then, till the club reopen. It's going to be great. It'll be like the number one hit for you getting people on the dance floor. Well, we'll put it into the playlist and then we'll have to get um, people to DM us and let us know what they think. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, Tegan, it was absolutely amazing to actually get you on our podcast this evening. And I hope you enjoyed it too. Yeah, it's been lovely catching up with you guys and speaking to you for sure. It was great. Thank you so much, Tegan. And look after yourself. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. As I said before, it was really nice to catch up with Tegan and learn about her experiences in motorsport. If you think you could benefit from some additional support, uh, then I'm going to highly recommend you get in contact with her at High Speed Management. It's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all over the socials. Um, But we wish her all the best for her new adventure. And hopefully, as we said, we'll catch up with her soon. Definitely. I'm going to head to that Fun Cup Championship as soon as I can. Um, If you'd like to show some love for our podcast by leaving us a review, liking or subscribing, we'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Be Velocity podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And if you would like to get involved in building our global community, then please drop us a DM. DM. (laughs) Till next week, Deborah. Bye. See you later. Engineered. Proven. Created. By females. Velocity. 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 Velocity.